You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 291 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. What's happening in Gina world in this life of, you know, (laughs) isolation? (laughs) So um, we were supposed to record a couple of days ago but couldn't because uh, the power in my street and surrounding area was cut off. I think a tree fell down or something like that. So um, that wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to be quarantined and not have any power. So Power, yeah. But I cleverly worked out that I – because my uh, phone was down to 10%, right? Oh. And, I, and the, the company had texted saying, you're not going to get your power till 11 o'clock tonight. And I'm like, what am I going to oh do? And goodness. then I don't have a phone. What if something happens? And then I realized that I have the, the car. biggest generator the car. in the world. Yeah. Oh. So I just hooked yeah. it up, started oh. it and locked it and just left it idling till it charged my phone. Yeah, good idea. Very handy. That happened to me once. Yeah. yeah. But now yeah, I've ordered an extra uh, spare battery and make sure that I keep it charged because – I don't yes. want. I don't want that to happen again. It's it's not fun. But on the um on the binging Val, I've discovered. Oh, yeah, uh, so comfort food. Obviously, we're all into yeah. comfort food. And um, you know, by the way, how's everyone going? Hope you're all okay yeah, and surviving well. uh, this uh, quarantine. And again, big love and respect to all the frontline workers. Uh, everyone who um is doing it um going out there and working for us but um and also this is a uh, photography podcast on photography and we will be getting yeah. to our topic this week which is light painting for beginners enthusiasts and pros but do go on Gina. Yeah, we just like to have a little catch up first yeah, yeah. so val uh binge eating uh, yeah, toasted binge. sandwiches so i know in the okay. uk they're called toasties uh they're called toasties in Australia too. Uh, toasties. What do you reckon they're called in uh, the US? I don't know. Toasted, toasted sandwiches. Toasted. Okay, so it's uh, bread and cheese and tomato. That's in, and uh-huh. pepper and toasted and yeah, lots and yeah. lots of butter. Uh, the best, the best comfort yeah, the food best. with a really nice cup of tea. That has been my happy place. Okay. That's how I survive. That's, that's what you've been binging on. That's not like that's pretty good. It's not unhealthy or anything. It's not like you're binging on dark chocolate lint balls. Is that what you're doing? That's dark chocolate. Apparently, is is good for you it's as quite well. Good for, yes, yeah. yes. Depends how many you eat. Right. I think, but um, uh, yeah. There's that or salt and vinegar chips. Love that. Mm. Yeah, so we're all going to emerge from isolation probably a bit heavier than when we went in. With a little bit of extra padding for everyone I'd to say, go by. Yeah. But I've been starting to look around the home <laughs> for ways that I can do like body weight exercise, like dips off the coffee table and um, mm. reverse rows off the kitchen bench and uh, push-ups and chin-ups and just anything because apparently you cannot get your hand on any um, weight equipment in Australia. It's all sold out because everyone's wow. setting up their home gyms. 
So yeah, it's going right. to be like you're going to have to look for track, you know, tractor tires and rocks and things like that to just lift it, you know, to to keep your uh, keep your fitness <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, I, I hope everyone is um, staying safe and staying sane. Um, the thing I went down a rabbit hole and spent a little bit too long, um, sort of surfing around social media and on news sites, and I noticed that you know it, the effect was immediate, Val. It, uh, yeah, it's right. not good. So um, that is one thing that I would highly recommend everyone do is just, uh, uh, just you know, stay off all of that stuff. Um, and, yeah, and don't, you know, once a day, check the news. But for the rest of it, try and do some good stuff, which, which I'm going to give you some great tips uh, in, in today's episode. But uh, first, Val. First, we have a shout out uh, to Steve Wilson from Prince Edward Island. Now, Prince Edward Island, she is the, isn't that where Anne of Green Gables is from? You're asking P-E-I. me. I, I, <laughs> I think Prince Edward Island. I think that's where Anne of Green Gables is from anyway. So it's an island, I think it's off the east coast of Canada. You're right. No, not east, west coast of Canada. Well done, oh, Val. One of the coasts of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's west because it's near Vancouver. Anyway, sorry, sorry, anyone who lives on Prince Edward Island, if I've got this wrong, but hopefully I got the Anne of Green Gables thing right. So Steve Wilson has said, I don't expect you to remember, but I let you know that your podcasts helped to give me the confidence to try and work with our provincial school lunch as a chef and photographer. And it worked. Well, with COVID and all schools shut down, there are plenty of families in dire need of help. And thanks to me getting this job, I was in the right place at the right time. Now I'm now putting out over a thousand meals per week and shipping them out to families who need them. Thank you for your help. And you can check out Steve Wilson's Facebook page. Which no, that's is, um, the PEI School oh, Food Facebook page. Oh, so that's Facebook the PEI page. School yeah. Food Facebook page. But you can check out Steve's Instagram, mm. which is gorgeous, and it's da local chef, yeah. as in D-A, local chef, on Instagram. And he's uh, he says, living my best island life. And he's got great shots, not only of the stuff that he's interested in, in terms of photography, but also the meals that he's creating yeah. um, and some gorgeous cats and dogs. Fantastic. So great to hear from you, Steve. And so great to discover your Instagram account. It's lovely. And thank you so much for letting us know what has transpired since our first connection. It's very exciting to hear from people all over the world fantastic isn't that awesome it's just amazing i was so excited to see he just he put himself out there like i remember he um i was speaking to him when he was going for this job and uh, how excited he was and he'd he'd you know gone out there and experimented with his photography and went for the job in the first place and then it's because of that that he now is in a position to have this other amazing job yeah not only is he working in this time but he's also working and helping so many people in need and it just this this made me so happy see the power of so photography great. it's amazing where yes. you can end up and, and what you so can do great to connect with people from all over the world now last week gina put out an awesome photo composite challenge where you were required to take a shot of yourself um, but multiple times in different positions and in fact if you looked at the show notes last week gina gave an example of her doing the 90210 group shot, but it was all her. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, it was such a joy this week (laughs) to flick through Facebook and see so many people take up this challenge with such awesome results. Now, if you're a new listener, make sure you go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and um, join us in there because it's um, fantastic photography and photographers from all walks of life and from all over the world. Now, so many great shots were posted and ranging from Alan, Alan Malafant, who did a photo 
four photos of himself hmm. indoors and then comp them together <laughs> um, at his dining room table. Also, Sue Lennon, who posted one and she's entitled <laughs> Drinking in Isolation. There's photos of her with different sort of drinks and um, and hats and stuff and like they, that. They got changed um, in every shot. So that's the, like that's like you're imagining you're setting up the shot, then you're getting changed yes. and like changing it up so that you look different in every image, which is fantastic. It's really, really good. It gets even better with Martha Claire Lepore, who did um, a shot in her lounge room, and there are five of her in five different outfits doing five different things that you would when you're on your sofa. It's such a, it tells a really, really good story. Um, One image of her, she's at the laptop. One, she's, you know, looks like she has a hangover. One, she's reading a book with her hair washed. One, she's um, FaceTiming with someone. One, she's about to take the dogs out for a walk. It's so clever. Really, really mm. um, good. Um, Jason McCoy did one oh, so cute <laughs> of his little um, ch- uh, rescue dog called Charlie. Yeah. Um, who and four shots of Charlie on sort of like a chest, a, yeah. a wooden structure, and Charlie is adorable. And so Charlie's just having a little party with himself with three other Charlies. But the absolute cracker of a winner. Um, which we both love by Thor Dutt. Um, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. And this is this is just world class. It is. This is fantastic. He's taken a shot outside a building. Um, I'm not sure where the building is, but in the in this shot, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine versions of him, all in different outfits, and he's basically nine people. That would be in this scene. Yeah. One is a woman throwing stuff out of the second story window. One is a, 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 a just a passerby holding a rose. One is a chef or a baker with a rolling pin. One is a pizza thrower actually throwing the pizza. Yeah. One is the waiter ducking from the pizza. And there's two men in the front who are just having a conversation on the street, reading the paper. There's a there's a, someone being a tourist photographer and somebody ducking the stuff being thrown. It is so clever. Not only is there a great story. If, each and every single one of the individuals, it's also a fantastic composition. It's and amazing. we have to say it is f- absolutely brilliant. It is. Absolutely brilliant. And the uh, the Photoshop, the editing, he's even added some, um, you know, shadows. a bit of atmosphere and the shadows. Mm. This is next level and this is this is next what we talk level. about all the time. Okay. So, so good. you Love guys so have an opportunity and it's like a lot of the comments, um, uh, Matt Zan also did a great, a really fun one where great he did one. YMCA. YMCA. Everyone that did this learnt um, and Gustavo uh, did one where he's playing guitar with himself across the thing. Everyone that did Love this – uh, you would have been tearing your hair out the first time, but everyone said the same thing. I learned so much by yeah. doing this. And this is yeah. what just like have a go because these are the skills, this sort of stuff, and you get to, to Thor's level. You don't start at this level. Now, Thor's been a professional photographer for a long time, but even this um, got his creative juices going. And, guys, so you've got this opportunity now. So, you know, if, you have, if you're a freelance photographer and you want to keep yourself in front of mind, for your clients, this is not the time to be selling to them. There's no point. But you can be generous and offer value, content that is valuable. You can give them a laugh. And there's no reason why you couldn't create a different version of one of these every day. And the sky's the limit. Even if you are uh, unable to get outside, you can do them in your lounge room. You can have dinner parties with yourself. You could do la- <laughs> it like you just... So many, yeah, and you could do a film noir version. You could take off uh, your your favorite movies and play all the characters, you know. And I talked about next level where you could um, create video versions of these where you're talking to yourself. So there's so much you can do, and just put one out a week, you know. And that's like your your mailer, your flyer, and it might be, you know, just something out there to just sh- show your work off and and uh, you know inspire people, give them a bit of a laugh this is next level stuff this is the type of stuff this stopped us all in our tracks didn't it Val when we saw this Uh, you know it's just a a brilliant brilliant well done everyone I'm just like 
I got so much joy out of seeing these images. Yeah, fantastic. Just fantastic. All right. So we're going to move on to our cover photographer, as in our Facebook cover photographer this week. So every week we're featuring a different person on the Facebook cover page of the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community Facebook group. And this week it is Michael Brewer. So tell us a bit about Michael and why you chose his shot. So uh, Michael is uh, one of my uh, gold members, Val, and he's an amazing photographer. He, 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 he is inspired by the work of Herb Ritz and he loves yeah. working and he does it brilliantly, uh, works with uh, hard sunlight to create these amazing portraits. And like often when I see his shots, I'm like, did you like that? No, that's hard sunlight. So it's a real skill to be able to uh, maneuver a body and light with hard sunlight and you get this really beautiful edge and it's got that, uh, it does have that sort of Hollywood look about it. So that's what I love about his shots. Very powerful stuff. So you can check out his work. His um, IG account is RMR Michael um, Brewer and uh, his website is rmbrewer.com. So go and check out his work. Uh, lots of uh, beautiful images of beautiful models to look at, and you will once you once you see his work, you'll see that uh, that fantastic uh, Herb Ritz uh, inspiration there. Style, and yeah, 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 it's very stylish, gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous, and I can gorgeous, spot gorgeous his shots. work. This is the, the the great thing about the the goldies. It's like I I recognise the style coming through, and we have been uh, working hard during um, this uh, time when we were all isolating and getting them out there. I've got them working on their um, their lighting, making it more high end and commercial. We're working on comping. We're working on using overlays. We're tweaking old photos. We're doing everything that when we come out of this these guys are all going to be like guns at uh, lighting and composing and all the skills that you need to take your photography to the next level. All right. So if you want to find out a little bit more about the gold community, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the gold community. If you want to take your photography to the next level, I'd like to invite you to join my gold community. I love mentoring members and many achieve so much more than they think is possible. Here's what Frank Romano had to say. Your gold community is top of the class. It's world-class learning and you're so generous and you're brilliant at the way that you explain things. So if you want to be a great golfer, you've got to go and, you've got to go and pay for golf lessons. If you want to be a great musician, you've got to go and pay for music lessons. If you want to be a great photographer, well, there's a price to pay and, uh, and it's not a lot compared to what you're going to get back. I've already, <laughs> I've already recouped the money that I've invested in learning. I've got that back at least 10 times over. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's just great. On, just on the work that I've done. I mean, you know, people are engaging me and, and paying me thousands of dollars to, to you know, yeah. and, and shoot stuff. That never would have happened if I didn't invest my money in things such as the gold membership. If you'd like to find out more about the gold community, just go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, let's move on to this week's topic, which is light painting for beginners, enthusiasts and pros. Where do we start on this one, Gina? Oh, we start with a quote, Val. Don't you think it's been oh, a while since I've had one? Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> I, saw I, felt on. Ro- I felt you roll your eyes, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's, it is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light, and that's by Aristotle. I don't think it's Aristotle or Nassus that was uh, like the, 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 the Greek shipping tycoon i think it's the older aristotle you think oh really well he aristotle <laughs> and Nassus has also been um credited with this quote okay but i went with the older one so yeah, sure. i thought that was a really good quote for this time you know yeah yeah so light painting now i know uh a lot of our listeners are also holed up with their kids at the moment and having to uh homeschool as well 
This is something that you can involve the whole family in if you want to, or you can just do it yourself. Uh, not everyone is having to homeschool, but some of the um, easier kinds of light painting that I'm going to uh, share with you can be done by anyone. And then I'm also going to share a couple of uh, techniques that are a bit more advanced that are so fantastic that with one light, you'll be able to, by the end of this uh, lockdown, you'll be creating amazing photos and you can just do it in the tiniest area. And it's it's brilliant. And like, if you're like me, you go out and buy your, your favorite bottle of alcohol, photograph it and then drink it. There could be a alcoholic beverage of the week or day, depending on how you're into it. Or as a lot of people have done, you can um, bake a cake and photograph it using this lighting technique that I'm going to give you light painting. And there's a whole heap of things that you can do. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's two kinds of light painting, Val. Okay. The first on. one is where you actually see the light in the image. Now, the best example of this that I can give you, a basic example, is you would have done this uh, where you've had uh, sparklers. Yeah. Right? And you've, sure. tried, and you've tried to write a word with the sparkler in yes, a photo. Have you course. ever done that? Yes, so you, definitely. So you basically have a very slow shutter and you've got a bright source of light and you can actually um, create uh, images. So what you need for this to happen is you need uh, to, to, to work at night or have a room where it's completely blacked out. And uh, what's important is that you have a camera that you can set to manual mode. You'll also need a tripod and you'll need some sort of torch or small light. Now, you can actually use your uh, smartphone as the source of light if you want uh, or a little uh, like a a, a torch uh, with uh, maybe something that you can dim as well so you can control the amount of light. Now, in terms of, uh, and you should also uh, dress yourself in black so that you yeah. don't end up in the photo. Because otherwise, if you're wearing, yes. say, you're wearing a uh, high vis vest, it'll yeah, reflect. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what people are wearing? What, what are you? Well, um, who knows? What are you wearing these days, Val? What's your uh, quarantine uh, attire? Are you dressing for the day still, <laughs> or are you doing like a lot of people and just in the bathrobe or pajamas? Well, I always get out from my pajamas, but I don't uh-huh. necessarily get too dressed up or do my hair or my makeup. And I realized today when I did bother to do my hair and makeup, how much better I felt about myself. Yeah. So, if and had you seen me three days ago when I walked around the block after realizing that I had not been out of the house for 13 days, you mm. probably would have been a bit scared if you saw me on the street. <laughs> well... Maybe not that bad, but um, uh, I think that uh, n- not doing too much is probably not the best idea mm. and, it, and make a bit of an effort. So mm. that's actually why I've been purposely doing Zoom videos and Facebook. Mm. Today I did a Facebook Live because you're kind of then forced to make a bit of an effort with your appearance and you, you do feel better about it. So I've been – because like – we work from home, so we've been doing that. We've been rehearsing for this for a long time, but I actually get up and I put jeans on for the day, right? Oh, yes. And I actually read a meme the other day that said, people working from home wearing jeans, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> so true. But for me, it's that getting dressed uh, triggers, that's the start of the work day. And then at the end of the workday, I'll take the jeans off, put my comfy pants on, go for a walk, and then that signals like the end of the day. So for me, it's about um, you know having those uh, uh, definite um, like a, a routine is so important for me because otherwise, if I'm staying in the pajamas, I don't get any work done and <laughs> I just go sit there scrolling. You know, you end up yeah. watching God knows what on YouTube. So uh, okay. Wear black clothing, not the high-vis vest, um, is going to help because you don't want to be reflected in the image. Now, in terms of settings, 
you're going to need to muck around and tweak this. So don't take it as a definite because the settings are going to vary depending on how bright the light source is that you're using. So let's say um, if you're using a sparkler, that's probably going to be a lot dimmer than maybe a torch. And maybe you don't want to start with the, you know, those big torches that you get that actually like light up the entire suburb. Probably yeah. <laughs> not one of those torches. So just go okay. for a little tiny one. You know those little, even those little key, the ones that help you find your the keyhole when you get oh, home yes, late okay. at night. You yes, know those little, know. The, yeah. Or or um the torch off your iPhone might work as yeah. well, or off your phone. So things okay. like that. But what you want, start with say a shutter speed of f sixteen. Set your ISO to one hundred. And you want to start with uh, a white balance. What I like to do, you don't want auto white balance because it's going to change, but you want, say, a white balance of around uh, 5200 or set it, if you can't uh, adjust the white balance, just set it to daylight setting. And that's a good starting point. And then a shutter speed, you want to start with something around 10 seconds. So that's a good starting point. And this is the kind of thing that you might need to do a few times and tweak it. But as you go, you'll get the hang of it and you'll work out uh, whether you can, um, you'll need a longer shutter speed or a shorter shutter speed. So the idea is your shutter is going to remain open for 10, 15 or 20 seconds. And while the shutter's open, you will be standing in place with the torch and um, you can compose a scene. So what you do is, um, and another good tip, Val, is Uh if you've got an LCD screen that comes on, you want to lower the brightness of that because that might influence the shot. And and also when you're in the dark, checking that... um, the image it's going to be a lot easier to read the light you'll you'll notice if your image is under or overexposed if the lcd brightness is lowered another thing you want to do if you're using a fancy schmancy lens that has image stabilization and you've got your camera on a tripod which you should make sure that you always turn the image stabilization off because it actually affects the sharpness of the shot all right okay yeah here are the steps. Yes. So what you want to do is compose your image. Now, if you live in an apartment and you don't have access to outside, you can do it in one of the rooms in the house. So you just make sure, wait till night time, and you yep. might need to close all the blinds because uh, light from the street is going to also influence the shot. So you want to try and have a room that's completely like pitch black. You've got your um, aperture turned all the way down. The first thing you want to do is turn the lights on and compose your shot. So make sure that you you know where the edge of frame is. So you might want to even um, have uh, some markers on the floor that you know, okay, here's my edge of frame. This is where I know that I'm all, all the way in focus. And the first thing you want to do is uh, focus. So you've got your camera set with autofocus. And now if you live at home by yourself, uh, what you might want to do is get a light stand or something and put it in the place of where you're going to stand so that you can get a focus. So you mark the floor, where you, you the, the spot where you're going to stand, put a light stand there or something and focus on that point. Okay, does that make sense? Yep. So that yep. you've got yep. your point of focus. Once you've got that, uh, you then turn the autofocus off. And so now when you're shooting, the camera's not going to be searching for focus. So that's what I mean when I say lock the focus. Okay, okay. so you get your focus, then you turn your autofocus off. Okay, so now what you can do is get yourself in position and it would help to have a, a remote trigger that you can trigger the flash so you can do the camera so you can get yourself in position but if you don't have that you can set the the camera timer so you get the timer delay so you can set it to maybe a 15 second delay and then that gives you time to push the shutter and get yourself into position and then once you're into position you can use your torch or your light and you can try and do all sorts of things like you might want to have a try at Uh, writing a word or a letter or draw a love heart in the air or draw a picture or trace your actual outline 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And what will happen is you'll get, uh, if you're in a room, you'll get a black image and where the the light is, you'll get the outline of that image. And there are some very, very cool things that you can do with this. And you can take this next level by, um, you know, you might want to take it outside and uh, you can have a slightly longer exposure where you get some of the background in the shot as well. And there's uh, some amazing things that you can do. Now, if this is something that uh, you you would enjoy doing, there is um, a whole heap of advanced techniques. And one of the best podcast episodes that I recommend for this is there is a guy called Dennis Smith who I interviewed back in episode 234 who is a master at light painting and he does the most brilliant uh, light paintings with orbs and uh, he does them all over the world and they're brilliant and he runs us through his technique doing that so to take your photography to the next level and this is something that is so much fun to do uh, that you know this is a great way to um, you know have some fun while you're in quarantine as I said involve the kids you can do uh, light painting portraits of the whole family so you could have like if you've got you know, four or five members of the family, you could get everyone to stand in front of the camera with a torch and trace their outline. So they could do (laughs) drawings of themselves and you get like these cartoonish looking uh, light paintings. And there's so many different things you can do. As I said, Dennis Smith has got uh, like the more beautiful and uh, advanced technique. But then this is something uh, that's so much fun and so easy to do. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next. Mm-hmm. So, the um the other way that you can paint with light is that it's the actual light that is used to illuminate the image. So the first way that I described, we're actually using the light is actually the source in the image. So we're photographing the actual light source. The second way is where the light source eliminates the image. So, mm. uh. Using this technique, and it's so much fun. I've had so much fun creating these images uh, for this podcast. You can actually um, use light painting to paint an image in one frame, or you can use it to, uh, you can do it in a single exposure, or if you're a little bit more advanced with your Photoshop uh, technique, you can actually create multiple images merge them together and you end up with a shot that looks like it was lit with 15 lights. So you can specifically uh, highlight different areas. And so with one light, well, either a continuous light, I've done it with both light sources, a continuous light or a flash, you can light paint products. And it is uh, one of the best ways to light products because you're not having to worry about awful highlights you can actually brush them in and uh it actually looks amazing and if you've got any sort of um grungy like your what what are those things that you collect blower what are they blow torches antique brass blow torches okay val so you could photograph your antique brass Mm. blah (laughs) brass brass that is a tongue twister antique (laughs) brass blowtorch collection valve using this technique and you could do some Mm -hmm. very uh beautiful images um using this technique so the first way val is you can use a single exposure so that's light painting all in one so i would recommend that for this again you must have a tripod It, it it is so important that you're camera does not move at all through when doing these so you've got to have a sturdy tripod and if you've got one of those um cheap crappy ones that you seem to have 50 of in your back room there val Mm -hmm. you can still you and that's all you have you can still use that tripod but what you might want to do is um add a little bit of a weight so if you've got some um some cans uh cans of food or some bags of um rice or or things like that heavy stuff you can actually put all of those in a bag and tie them to the to the inner the bottom of the tripod so that it kind of weighs it down so it makes it um a bit less flimsy and i'm talking about those um those really cheapo aluminium ones that are just like Mm -hmm. if you knock them they 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 vibrate right You, you don't want that you want something quite solid so you can make a solid tripod just by adding a weight 
to the kind of the 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 inner middle bar bit. Okay, so mm-hmm. what you want is you've got a uh, an aperture of f twenty two to start with a single exposure, and you want to have a shutter speed of around fifteen to twenty seconds. So again. The time will vary depending on how bright your light is. So um, you can have the the light source that you can use. What's really cool is you can use a torch or you can use an iPad or an iPhone as the screen, as the light source. And like the iPad, because it's a larger light source, actually gives a really beautiful, even light. So it looks like the uh, product was lit with a large softbox. What you need to do before you use something like an iPad or an iPhone, you know when you turn them on and you've tried that after five seconds they turn off automatically? Yeah, yeah. Right. So what you want to do to keep your iPad from going to sleep is you want to update the auto lock settings. Uh, so you just go into your iPad settings and you go into displays and brightness. And I'll put all of this in the show notes, guys. So you can, um, if if you just need to check back, you can just check on the show notes. You go to uh, iPad settings, displays and brightness, auto lock, and then you set auto lock to never. And so this keeps uh, your screen awake so that then you can use that as your large light source to light paint mm, with. All right, so we've got the camera set up we've got f22 so it's a very narrow um f-stop and we've got our shutter speed set to 15 to 20 seconds again it's going to be different depending on how bright the light source that you're using to paint is so Mm. the first thing you want to do is you set up and you compose your image so let's say we're photographing your blowtorches valve (laughs) in a single Mm -hmm. exposure okay what you want to do is you put your blow torches on a table and what works really well is if you've got like lots of texture and lots of grunge, it comes up really well. So you might yeah. want to look for uh, a nice rustic uh, bit of timber to put the blow torch on and maybe yeah. a couple of other things. So you arrange it and you style it nicely. And then what you do is you uh, – Press the shutter, so that's going, that opens the shutter. Now, remember, we've we've set the shutter speed to 15 to 20 seconds. And then mm. what you're doing is you're moving the torch over the subject. You're painting with the light. So let's say you're using a torch. You're just running the torch over the entire thing and you're painting with light. So um, mm. for the gold... Uh, members, I'll have. I've uh, actually recorded uh, a uh, a couple of tutorials of me doing these examples that are in the show notes, so you can um, check those out, uh, and that'll show you how to do it. But it's pretty pretty easy. Just make sure that you keep. I'm <laughs> doing it as I'm talking, Val. I'm doing the hand <laughs> movement, which is very yes. useful for for a podcast. But basically, you're moving your hand across. The item and you're painting so just pretend like you're painting but you're not actually touching the item itself to get the best results what you want to avoid is lighting from the front now if you notice mm. when you're lighting any product and you just light it from the front it's really flat and it's got no dimension the way you show depth and um and an image looks 3d is if you light from the side and you light from the back so you want to make sure that when you're doing your light painting that you light from the top light from the left, light from the right, light from the back and maybe just give little areas a tickle and you might then want to focus on if there's any extra little detail, give that a little extra tickle. You'll see it's in the doing that you'll go, oh, this all makes sense. So I I encourage you to have a go. It's so easy to do and uh, you'll see it's uh, it's quite amazing the results you get using this technique. So you can also... If you are lucky enough to have a little bit of land that you live on and you might have an old barn out the back. Because you've got an old because we've all got an old barn. No, no, but some people do. And and (laughs) this is like a classic uh, image that you see light painting. Uh, Often it's uh, an old barn or it's like a, a, you know, an old. like a vintage car that's all rusted out in a field like people will go and what they'll do Mm -hmm. is they'll do a base exposure where they'll photograph the night sky so they'll do a long exposure so you get all the stars Mm -hmm. and then they'll do another exposure where they'll paint 
the uh, the old car or the uh, the old wheelbarrow that's lying around in the garden. So you can practice if you've got um, you know out an uh, an area outside. You might want to do some light painting outside. And I know that a lot of the uh, members of the "So You Want to Be a, a Photographer" Facebook group have actually done that and posted uh, their images. So uh, if you have images to share of your light painting, then uh, please do so. So so th- th- there's so many things, and, and you just have a look around the house at uh, old and uh, stuff that you want to photograph. I've seen it done with knives. I've seen people light paint. Um, all sorts of um, different things. So give it a go. It's a lot of fun. And just those basic items that you have around the house, very easy to do. Now, Mm. let's take it up to the next level, shall we, Val? So have a go at the single exposure first. Get a feel for it. Now, this is where it gets so good because suddenly product photography gets to a completely new level. So what I've got uh, mm-hmm. is my example is I got a bottle of Aperol, Val, uh, okay, one of my favorite Aperol. drinks, the Aperol Spritz. And basically what I've done is uh, I've used a, I've done it two ways. So the first way is with a continuous light. And what I've used as my light source is uh, I've had a, a, the Godox AD200, which is actually a flash but it also has a modeling light. So I used the modeling light of the AD200 and uh, what I used as my light source, uh, as my modifier was I had a, uh, a couple of things. I used a, an Octobox and I also used uh, the Gary Fong grid spot. So mm-hmm. for my, um, and so basically the multiple exposure settings you want to be somewhere around f8 to f16, depending on um, the room that you're shooting in and how dark it is. You want to make sure that your ISO is 100 and your shutter speed is going to be, again, somewhere between 4 and 10 seconds or longer per shot. Again, you'll need to experiment depending on how bright your light is. So you follow the exact same steps as you did for the single exposure. So you set up your composition, Mm -hmm. you focus first. So you turn your lights on and you get your focus, lock your focus, turn your autofocus off. And the first thing you do is create a base exposure. So you can see image one there, Val. You can see that's my base exposure. It doesn't look very exciting, does it? So that is my base exposure, F8, four seconds, ISO 100. And as I said, I've got the modeling light on the AD200 and it's in an Octobox. So that gives me a nice, flat, even lighting and it's pretty average looking kind of underexposed shot. Here's where it gets interesting though. The next shot, Val is image two is my background frame. And what I've done here, again, F8, four seconds, ISO 100. I've got a modeling light on my light, but this time I've placed my Gary Fong grid spot on my light and I've put that over the light and onto the background. So it's hitting the back wall and you get this, when it's a continuous light on a grid spot, you get this amazing pattern in the background. Yeah, it looks looks beautiful. Okay, Mm. but the bottle kind of looks a bit better because I've shined shined some light on it, but it's still not a very sexy-looking bottle shot, all right? Then I take the third image, and the third image is, um, again, same setting, F8, 4 seconds, ISO 100. Now, Nothing has moved. The camera hasn't moved. I'm not changing focus. I'm not doing everything. Everything is completely the same. That's very important. So what I've done with image three is I've, fo- I've still got the Gary Fong grid on my light. And now I'm, I'm painting my light on the, um, the label and on the cap. So you can see that the label and the cap is lit up there. About, so it's right? the, yeah, the front of the bottle. Yeah, the front of yeah. the bottle. And then finally, image four, I've done another shot of just of the uh, bottom end of the label and I've just lit that up again. F8, four seconds, ISO 100, again, using my Gary Fong grid on my light, continuous light. So I've got four different images, uh, all shot 
with the exactly the same composition. Nothing's changed. Yes, and of course, good. if you are new to this podcast, you can look at all of these images and follow along at ginamilitia.com and just look for this episode in the show notes. Okay, here's where it's really cool. So what you do is you can take those four images and if you want to, you can take them into Lightroom first and just adjust your white balance and do like a minor tweak to each image, okay? Then what you need to do is take all four images and open them as layers in Photoshop and yep. you want to organize your layers so the first image, the, the base image, is on is the bottom layer. And I've, there's a screenshot of how I've done this in the yeah. show notes as well. The next image was the label. Uh, the next image after that was, uh, on top of that, was the label and the cap. And the final image was the uh, grid spot that I used as the background. Yep. Okay. Yep. And this is where it's so cool. All I've done, Val is change the blend mode from normal to lighten on all nice. of these layers and mm-hmm. Photoshop just looks for the lighter bits and now we've got the image combined and you've got mm. this super sexy bottle shot that's all lit, Fantastic. like the front's lit, the back's lit, that's there's a glow brilliant. behind it and there's uh, an image brilliant. on the, like a beautiful background. Now mm. take this technique and imagine if you were shooting uh, a beautiful salad shot right okay. so so replace the bottle and it's a beautiful salad now what what is it that makes um a salad shot come to life you know it's all about the light now imagine if you're starting out and you only have one soft box and one light what you could do is you could set up your shot you could light it from say the top and get get an overall base exposure that looks good, Val, right? Mm. But then what you can do is just to add a bit of like that extra little glow, that extra like highlight, you know, that you get when it's a a beautiful sunny day and you get those lovely specular highlights on your lettuce, Mm. you know, it's a bit backlit, (laughs) but you you don't have the luxury of beautiful light. You can then take your, uh, your light, your torch or whatever, and just do a second exposure where you just give the leaves a little bit of a tickle. You backlight them a bit. And then you take this technique and you merge those two images together and you get something that looks hot, so sexy, and you, you just used one light. So this is something you can use in every sort of lifestyle shoot that you do. So you might be even shooting a portrait of someone you light them first with your one flash that you own and then you go, okay, everybody stand still. I'm just going to light the background <laughs> with the same flash. So you might like mm. chuck a bit of light on the background, merge the two shots together. The sky's the limit this with this technique. This is just so clever and so fantastic. And everyone listening, you really got to check out um, I, I usually say that you don't often have to look at the images that are in the show notes to go with the episode, but you really do need to check out what Gina's explaining here and what is achieved from these multiple shots that end up being comped together. And as Gina said, they're just layers in Photoshop and it ends up spectacular and you can achieve this just with one light, even if one you light. don't have you many lights. One light. That's you it. don't have All to have this sexy studio. So no. good. So so good. Next next level Val and and by the way I'm a portrait photographer. I have a real aversion to shooting products. I don't I just don't <laughs> have the um the patience for them, okay? So okay. they're not they're not perfect, but I've done them to show you the actual technique. So yes, mm. feel free to to, to bag them but I just wanted to share the technique with you because I know that you can take this and do so much particularly when you're in mm. lockdown in small spaces one light so I just want to say that is a very basic way that you can do it now if you want to really challenge yourself next next level and you do have experience using layer masks and you know what I'm talking about when I say layer masks you can take this, so the first technique that I said was using a continuous light flash or, as I said, my Godox continuous light. Next level, use flash to do the same thing. So you can see again in the show notes, first image I have and I'm using my Godox speed light at a large octa. I've got my base exposure, 
F16, one two hundredth of a second, ISO 100. Base exposure, then I've taken a shot where I've got my Octobox directly behind my bottle of Aperol and I've placed some black card uh, also down the middle of my Octobox and that is exposing for the highlights. So I've got my lo two lovely highlights over the edge of my bottle and then I've taken a shot of the just of the liquid to give that lovely liquid glow because it's an orange um, Aperol is like an orange liquid and so mm. when you don't light the interior it kind of has this dull look so you know how you see good bottle photography has got that that glow on the inside this mm. is how you do it and then the fourth shot is again I've shot for the label and the cap uh, and then we come into Photoshop and I've done the same thing. I've layered all the images together, changed the blend mode to lighten. And you can see first there's, there's my image. It looks beautiful, but you can see there are a few errors and this is where masking comes in. So you can come in and then using your mask, you can mask out all the bits that don't need to be there. Like there's extra highlights on the bottle that you can get rid of. And you can just go and carefully brush in the glow of the glass, brush in the detail of the cap, mm. brush in the detail of the label. And you get something with one light that looks super, super sexy. And try, and I know that many of you have tried to light bottles. I know that it was my first advertising job as a photographer starting out, and I spent two days trying to light a bottle using soft boxes and trying to get rid of those highlights was impossible. Using this technique, you don't get, it's beautiful. It looks flawless. So um, there, there you go, guys. Give it a go. And um, please, it doesn't need to be alcohol. It can be food. It can be products. It can be whatever, whatever you've got lying around the house. But, you know, it's. Uh, I, I think this is another skill, like the first one, the one that I shared with you last week, this is one of those skills that you will use again and again and again. And like products are a great little side earner and we, you don't need 20 lights to do them now. Simple. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. So make sure you check it out and have a go yourself because I think it's absolutely um, such a great technique. Really clever. All right. So this brings us to the end of this week's episode. Gina, what are you doing in the coming week? <laughs> Pretty much the same as everybody else. I'll be, uh, you know, uh, going on a trip. I'll probably go to my kitchen. I might visit the laundry maybe. Um, I might get a bit adventurous and, um, I don't know, hit the front deck. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we've got uh, – um, We've got Easter next week, so who knows yes, how we right. will be celebrating, I don't know, do a Zoom catch-up with the family, I guess. Yes, F yes. Fun and games. What about you? <laughs> uh, pretty much the same, I would say. Well, <laughs> I'm running a few Facebook Lives myself with some authors for those people who are in my writing community. But um, I'm loving kind of being at home. I've been getting really stuck into Photoshop um, and other Adobe um, plugins and products just to see, just to experiment with what they can do to images. Mm. So that's mm. been a lot of fun and, and learning a lot. So I think I'll be doing a little bit more of that. Anyway, where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take this opportunity to maybe take your photography to the next level, then why don't you check out the Gold community? Heaps of amazing photographers from all over the world. There's over 250 uh, in-depth tutorials in there. That, and uh, I'm in there every day to help you out. So you can find out about that at genomilitia.com and click on join the community what about you val you'll find me at valerie koo that's k-h-o-o on twitter and instagram and over at valeriekoo.com and you'll find of course all of the show notes at genomilitia.com thanks for listening everyone and we look forward to chatting to you again next time thanks guys thanks for listening to so you want to be a photographer for more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.